Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Good evening, everybody. We are live. It is Viva Las Vegas, and we're live on a... Thursday, May 10th, 2018. I'm your host, the big man on campus, Blackjack Fletcher, still uh, on assignment. But uh, we have our friend Ryan who joined us the other night. Ryan, uh, my boy, you've been my boy for a long time. Uh, How was your day, pal? Oh, day was good, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, Got to say that um, that Viva Las Vegas song is catchy as all hell. I, I will say that. Uh, my dad was uh, was a big Elvis guy, so. Um, that brings back some memories for sure. Oh yeah, no, it's a very good song. That's a uh, Blackjack's theme song. So uh, obviously uh, we uh, we use it and we uh, we enjoy it. But uh, obviously a fun day here. A uh, lot going on. We had uh, some NBA last night. Didn't go right for us Philadelphia fans. We have some baseball going on tonight. Uh, big weekend coming up. You got the Preakness Stakes. And Ron, you're not a horse racing guy, are you? Uh, no, no, not. Uh, watched the big three. Other than that, I couldn't tell you anything else about it. No, uh, me either. I, I did bet that horse to win the triple crown just because other people said he's, uh, really fast and stuff. But yeah, look, I mean, I don't, uh, I couldn't tell you much more about it, but we welcome everyone in. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, give us a call anytime. 917-889-3290. Again, 917-889-3290. 3290. Right, I'm going to go right to you. Obviously, Sixers last night, we'll kind of wrap that up, that series up. Um, yeah. What, what, what is it going to take for the Sixers to make the changes that they're going to need? Because obviously they have major needs. I mean, um, you know, from, from obviously turnovers, a lot of that stuff is going to get fixed, and it's a young team and that kind of thing. But I was pretty um, – I was pretty down on them losing. Obviously, I think it's a waste of a season. I do. I believe that because I think you had the opportunity here to right your wrongs and go all the way to the finals. I mean, this is not a good Eastern Conference. This was a team, the Celtics, that were without their two best players. If you were going to get to the finals, it was this year. Um, You had a pretty solid team as it was. Um, And the mistakes were really irritating. And that's kind of where I thought it was a waste of season. What's your overall feeling on the series and where do they go next? Uh, my overall feeling um, of the series is I think just like a lot of other people, I mean, this is a series that they flat out just let get away. I mean, I, I think if you watch this series, even if you're not a Celtics or a Sixers fan, you watch this series and you don't see the Sixers giving this series away, then you're just you're stupid, for lack of a better word. But uh, you're stupid because, I mean, that's what happened. I mean, the Sixers had numerous times in numerous games where the game was theirs, and, and, and they pissed it away. And, 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 that's, and that's, what I, that's what I take from it is that this was a very winnable series. Boston did not do anything in particular to, um, you know, make life 
they're all that difficult for the Sixers. And, and you know, the fact that this series is a five-game series is pretty comical. I didn't think it was that one-sided at all. If anything, I, I honestly thought the Sixers, for the most part in this series, were the better team. Just in the moments when it mattered the most, they weren't, which, unfortunately, that's what matters. Um, it sucks. But, I mean, you look at the games, and the, the last thing I'll say, Jeff, I know people talk about turnovers, 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 but, I mean, that was the story of not only the series, but it's kind of funny that turnovers lose them uh, their season because turnovers was a problem all year, and they kind of skated by by without, you know, being affected by it. But in this series, in the playoffs, against a team like this, uh, that's, I mean, that's, you know, turnovers are going to kill you. And the one game they won, Jeff, they only had eight turnovers. So, no surprise that they won that game. Uh, every other game, double-digit turnovers, 14, 15, 16 turnovers. Other than that, it's, it's, it's tough. But they got to get someone else in here, no doubt. I know we all want LeBron. Not sure if that's going to happen. I uh, would love it to happen, obviously. I'm a, I'm a big big proponent of that. Some people aren't. Not sure why. Um, but they got to get someone in here to uh, to kind of be that guy at the end of games that, that they can rely on. Um, that's That's my state of the Sixers. Yeah, listen, I think if you know anything about basketball, you know that the Sixers really had their many opportunities to win this series. No matter how good uh, the Boston Celtics played, there was still a lot of availability to win this series. And um, they pissed away. Bad coaching. Um, By the way, wow, uh, Ryan, it's amazing, this Yankee baseball team. And they are just really unbelievable at this point. Um, They've actually come back to tie it. Unbelievable. Uh, They look dead and buried. It was four nothing when we went on the air. They scored four runs in the span of literally four minutes. And I'll tell you what, it's nothing sweeter than Joe Kelly giving it up. Joe Kelly is a known Yankee fuckhead. I hate, I can't stand him. Um, or a known uh, Red Sox fuckhead. Uh, it's nice to see that little prick blow it. Um, what a what a what an amazing team, man. I just they just you can't put this team away right now. Um, but um, but yeah, it's um. It's irritating because I did think this was the opportunity for them this year, and they um they found a way to to screw it up, and uh, you know they're going to have to see you know what's the story with Markel Fultz? At what point is he going to be you know healthy? At what point is he going to be mentally all there? You know, is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are they going to take the next steps to be superstars? Um, you know, what are you doing with JJ Redick? Obviously, it's going to hard to be think that you're going to bring him back. What are you going to do with Ilyasova and Bellinelli? Um, what do you do in the draft? I mean, I think there's going to be you know, great opportunities in this draft. There's a you know, top 10 is really good. I mean, even the top 15 is fairly good. Um, you're going to be able to address what you need, but uh, Celtics move on. Um, they are about plus 250 against the Cavs. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you tonight. 917-889-3290. Obviously baseball takes center stage here, Ryan. It's really, I mean, uh, NF or uh, NBA is almost over. Um, NHL is yep. almost over. All it's going to be is baseball. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those times. The summer, you know, it is what it is. I mean, summer baseball is definitely fun. I mean, especially when your team is competitive and especially when you you, you bet. Um, but it is kind of it is kind of somber, though, because, I mean, I do enjoy the NBA playoffs. And, you know, I've always been a big hockey guy. Um, a very unoffensive game seven tonight, too, by the way, Jeff. Winnipeg, uh, two minutes away from advancing to the Western Conference Finals against Las Vegas. They're up five to one there. So, um, but, yeah, as we get into the summer, uh, baseball obviously takes center stage. But, um, look, 
the Phillies are playing really well. So I'm pretty into uh, baseball right now, as well as um, some other big storylines going on, and of course, as well as betting. Yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I obviously have the Vegas Golden Knights in the future, so I'm looking forward to seeing obviously what goes on there. Um, you know, I don't know much about the Winnipeg Jets, so I can't comment, but. Uh, I know this Golden Knights team is special, so I'm looking forward to uh, that. Uh, a couple baseball scores, obviously, uh, Ryan, the uh, big story in Philadelphia right now is other than the Sixers, the Phillies, four-game sweep of the Giants. What a big uh, what a big win for this team. Uh, what a big couple wins here. You know, Vinny Velasquez gives up a couple home runs early, um, you know, three, uh, three runs to be exact. But how about the Phillies? They come back with four uh, in the fourth and really just take care of business the rest of the way. Um, Phillies are playing good baseball right now. Back to it. Yeah, they really are, man. I mean, they really are. It's nice to get a four-game sweep over a team that you should definitely at least win three or four, in my opinion. Um, a sweep is obviously just icing on the cake. But San Francisco so depleted by injuries right now and whatnot. Um, that you finish off a sweep at home is, is huge. And, um, you know, move to seven games over 500. And I really just kind of feel good about yourself with a – struggling next team coming to town here um, over the weekend. So um, things are looking pretty promising in Philly, and, uh, you know, I, I hope it continues because things are a lot fun, uh, or excuse me, I should say a lot more fun um, in Philly uh, over the summer when the Phillies are doing well. Yeah, you know what, they uh, they are um, they are playing good baseball, and they are getting a good Met team or a bad Met team in here uh, over the weekend. So that should um, – further their uh, win streak as well. Uh, this Mets team is just brutal right now. Um, so, yeah, that'll be uh, that, good for that, Philly fans. That Yankees uh, tied it last real long, Jeff. Uh, uh, yeah, J.D. Martinez hit, hits a bomb there. Yeah, Dell and Betances. Fucking hell. Uh, Betances is struggling, man. He's he's just been brutal. I mean, this guy is can't get already? anyone out. Super high. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, where is he went? I mean, it's just it's totally – it is totally just went by the wayside, this guy. If, what was it, the first pitch? Second pitch. Second second pitch, yep. Seven-mile-out fastball. Nice. Good pitch. No movement anymore on any of these pitches. Um, give us a call, 917-889-3290. Um, got a couple people. Get to you guys in one second here. A um, couple other scores, Ryan. Uh, a wild game down in Baltimore today, 11-6. Orioles get the job done. They finally win a game. Uh, this one was wild. Seven, seven runs in the first inning. Uh, by the fourth inning, they had um, what did they have? Like fourteen runs, I think. This guy, this game went way over. Um, Mariners beat the Blue Jays nine three. That game goes way over. And the Marlins. I mean, does this team ever even come within like five runs? Seems like they lose every game like ten two. What an awful, awful team. Uh, Atlanta continues to play well. 22 and 14, a big night from them. Um, you know, how about this rhyme? Jose Bautista played tonight. Uh, yeah, he kind of disappeared. Um, yeah, he really did. It's amazing. Uh, but he's back. Ozzy Albies with a grand slam. Freddie Garcia, uh, Freeman with a big home run. Uh, a nice night for Bautista Atlanta. Bautista over four, I, I saw. <laughs> I think he did have an RBI, though. He had an uh, RBI ground out. So, at least okay. he put – at least he put, uh, put, put the bat on the ball or something. Uh, let's hit the phone lines. I have a feeling I know who this caller is, but we'll entertain him for about 10 seconds. You're up. He, I think he got wind of what we were doing, and he hung up right away, Ryan. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the Jets have moved on, I believe. I think the game is over. Uh, it is. Yep. What your uh, let me ask you, Ron. Who right now, if you had to make a pick on who would win the Stanley Cup, who are you taking? Uh, well, I I told you I thought I think if I had to if I had to want, you know put my money where my mouth is I would take Vegas and I would take the Lightning to get, to, to advance and I I have a slight lean to Tampa Bay I hate Tampa Bay um, just for personal reasons for when I was a kid breaking my heart against the Flyers but. Um, I I have a slight lean against, uh, or excuse me, I have a slight lean with Tampa. But I'm telling you, man, you can't you can't overlook what Vegas is doing. It's a really really cool, a really special thing what Vegas is doing right now. And uh, I hope this this layoff doesn't hurt them. They haven't played in a little while, so I'm hoping this layoff doesn't uh, doesn't hurt them. It's pretty amazing. I mean, you you've talked about it. Blackjack's talked about it. Um, kind of just like. You know how they you know, kind of threw all these players together. You know they got a coach, and you know it, it's kind of amazing how they're they're on their way almost to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean Western Conference Finals. I mean you have a huge year uh, just with a bunch of guys you just throw in together, and um, it's impressive. It really is, Ryan. <coughs> Sorry. Fair, um, yeah, fair. No, it, it is for sure. Let's uh, let's head back to the phones. Uh, Caller, you are live. Speak. You there? Hello. What's going on with these guys tonight? No, it's the same guy. Something wrong with him. Um, Let's go back. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with these guys tonight. A couple baseball games in progress right now. Uh, Brewers are up 5-2 out in Coors. Uh, they've had a nice little, uh, nice night, a uh, couple of big hits, uh, and, uh, Lorenzo Kane has a home run, RBI single, uh, nice night for a brew crew. We'll see if they can hang on. They have a pretty good bullpen, so we'd hope they can hang on. Uh, and then we talked about, uh, some of the, uh, the other games that are gone. We also have some uh, late night baseball as well. Uh, Dodgers and the Reds, Walker Bueller against Tyler Mail. Cardinals and the Padres, one nothing there. Cardinals are up. Jordan Lyles against Miles Miklas. Weird pitching names tonight. Uh, Angels up 2-0 yep. out Halo Park against uh, the Twins. Jose Berrios against Garrett Richards. Um, so, Ryan, obviously uh, at the NBA Finals or the Conference Finals, uh, Western and Eastern, and you look at the East, Cleveland, Boston. I mean, obviously LeBron is great. We all know that. Everybody's majorly impressed by him. He's one of the greatest players ever, if not the greatest player ever. But this Celtic team, man, I mean, they're really good. They're really good defensively. And we know the Cavaliers' issues. Defensively, really struggled all year uh, with that. They really struggled to get long-term consistency. But I'll tell you what, what I like about them right now is the way Kevin Love's playing, the way uh, uh, Jared Smith's playing, uh, some of the bench guys are playing. Um, they're starting to kind of fill in and, and, and gain some moxie, and it's making it easier because LeBron's already doing his normal greatness. But when you have Kevin Love playing the way he is, when you have you know, different guys, Corver playing the way he is, um, 
you know, this is a really diff- difficult team. Uh, what do you think goes on in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, this is a, a, a very interesting matchup. Um, just a couple things that jump out. Um, obviously, it seems, uh, you know, and it's evident in the way that they played against Toronto is just collectively this Cavs team has kind of flipped the switch. And, uh, I mean, you've seen it before. I mean, with, with, with you know, LeBron-led teams with the Cavs, kind of just lollygag through the regular season because they know that, um, you know, they know come playoff time they can flip that switch. A lot of veterans on that team um, that realize, all right, it's, it's, you know, let's, let's handle our business here. So, um, and the way LeBron's playing is just – and I'm a big LeBron guy, um, if you don't know. I'm a huge LeBron guy, very big LeBron supporter. So, uh, obviously, it's going to make things difficult. With the Celtics, though, one thing I think that really needs to be talked about is um, – it doesn't get brought up a ton anymore, it seems like, but um, I think home court advantage plays a huge role in this game. Um, the Celtics have only won one game away from home so far this year in the playoffs, and that was that game three in Philly that they stole with the late turnovers by the Sixers and everything. Um, so on the road, they have not been good, but at home, they've been extremely tough, shooting the ball at a very high percentage um, and, and really playing some good basketball. So I think home court uh, plays a pretty big role here. Um, but from for my money, I, I can't go against LeBron, and I can't go against uh, the veteran-led team of uh, of the Cavs. I think I, I, I'm going to go Cavs. I, if I had to make a pick, I'd go Cavs and six. Cavs and six. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm obviously taking the value. I think the you know, fact that I can get the Celtics at you know two and a half to one. Against yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers, who look, I mean, let me ask you, Ryan, didn't it seem like Toronto quit in the previous series? Seriously. I mean, they definitely quit in game four, I mean, for sure. They definitely, I mean, they, they had no, they, they realized they weren't going to win four straight games. Um, so I, I would agree with you in that, in that sense. Um, I mean, I thought they quit I just, in game, I, I look back, game two also. I, just look, I mean, I just look back they lost by 18. At the, at the, yeah, I'm. I just look back at the Sixers Celtics series and just think, you know, if the if you look at the Sixers, you look at the Cavs, and that would have been an interesting matchup if the Sixers were to advance because the Sixers are so young with their core players, and the Cavs are one of the most veteran teams in the league. Uh, that would have been an interesting matchup. Um, I just think with with the veteran, you know, dynamic of the Cavs. I think with, you know, Rozier and Tatum, I mean, those are the two guys that have been carrying them. They're pretty young. I think he catches up with them. And ultimately, like I said, the Sixers, I thought, should have won that series or at least should have, you know, made it more competitive than what it was. So I keep – I think back to that, 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 that makes you want to lean Cavs. You know, it's interesting, too. I mean, you look at the line in game one, for instance. Like, Cleveland's a one-point favorite. Cleveland's a one-point favorite. Now, okay. Boston okay. opened up as a favorite – the Sixers in game one against Boston were, what were they, four-point favorites, I believe, in Boston. Yeah. So Cleveland's getting, they were like, Lots yeah, the Sixers. What you're saying. Yeah. yeah, no, they're getting a ton of respect. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, obviously, um, this is going to be, I think, a good series. I think it goes six as well. 
Um, I could see it going seven even. Uh, you're going to hope – I think the NBA is hoping that they have some long series here because you have no games tonight, you have no games tomorrow, you have no games Saturday, you have no games Sunday. Yep. Your series don't start until Monday. Uh, that's not good for the Brutal. NBA. Um, so I, I think you're going to have to hope that they have some good series here, and I think they will. Uh, Western Conference, you have the uh, Golden State Warriors, obviously big favorites, um, but not huge favorites, only one to two. Uh, to win the series, minus 200, uh, Houston plus 170. Look, I, I don't think this is a, uh, too close a series. I think at most Houston will win two games. Uh, you can actually bet on bet online right now, uh, Golden State minus one and a half games uh, at 120, 125. Uh, I think that's a pretty good bet. Um, I think Golden State win the, the, the whole thing. I'm not calling anyone that doesn't know anything. Everyone knows that. Um, I laid 120 a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it's I think it's easy money. It's funny that's all I've been hearing. That's all I've been seeing. Everyone talking about Golden State. I would. I'll tell you, man. I would not be surprised if if Houston wins the series. I I really would not. The way that they can shoot the three is. I mean, I know and I know Golden State can shoot the three as well, but the way that Houston can shoot the three is is ridiculous and. Again, they have home court, probably one of the best home teams in the league. And if you can get what you got out of Chris Paul in that previous series, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised to see Houston squeak this series out. But let me ask you this, Jeff. you looking forward to this series more or the Cleveland series more? I'm definitely looking towards this one a little bit more. Uh, but I think both series would be very good. I mean, I mean, keep in mind, Ryan, you also look at Golden State, um, seventh in the league against a three-point shot defensively. So um, they've done a nice job for the most part of, of handling it. And you look at you know, moving Draymond Green to the five, um, they've been real up-tempo. I think you're going to see a lot of – obviously, I mean, I'm not speaking on anything that we don't already know, but I think you're going to see a lot of high-scoring games here. You look at the first game, 224 on a total. So, I mean, obviously <laughs> – that's a that's a big number. I mean, against the uh, the um, the Utah, who did they play in the last round? Golden State. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Um, Golden State. I mean, Golden State played the Pelicans. Oh yeah, the Pelicans. Yeah, what am I saying? Um, yeah, I mean, you look at some of those totals. I mean, you had totals in the two thirties. I mean, it was very high. Um, you know, but look at you look at pace. You look at everything these teams do. I mean, Houston doesn't play much defense at all. I mean, Houston is. Uh, ninth in the league in, in three-point defense. But, I mean, look, I don't think either team's going to have trouble making threes. Neither team particularly great defensively. Obviously, Houston struggles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you make good points. Obviously, they have, you know, the home court advantage, and, and they have, um, you know, the three-point acumen. But so does Golden State. Um, and, look, they're just way better. I just don't think – I like James Harden. I like Chris Paul. I, I just don't think that's enough. I mean, they have solid players, but – uh, they don't have players, you know, with the likes of, of what Golden State has. I just, I think it's fairly rudimentary. I'm not going to go crazy, but you really think they can win? I mean, wow. I think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why everyone thinks it's such a conundrum. I mean, they are the number one seed. They do have possibly the MVP in James Harden. They do have a really another great complement player in Chris Paul, and and some of the role players. I mean, the way that the way the team the team collectively shoots the three. I mean, like. At, at one time, every player on the floor can shoot the three. 
Um, it's just I, that three-point shot is such an equalizer that um, it's hard to it's it's hard to blow out teams that shoot the three as well as they do. So that tells me that they're going to be in most of the games. That's just my opinion. No, I, I don't I don't disagree. First game, um, it's basically I mean, Houston's a one and a half point favorite. It's basically, uh, you know, both games are, are fairly coin flippy. I mean, both these are going to be fairly coin flippy. Uh, I'm pretty much, uh, let's, I'm pretty much looking let's forward look to at, it. Let's look at what, um, how many t- what they, I think they, these two teams met what three times in the regular season. I want to say, I think. So game one, the Rockets won 122 to 121. Game two. The Warriors won 124-114 in Game 3. The Rockets won 116-108. to Right. So, take with that what you will. Yeah, I think both series are going to be great. I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to watching them. Obviously, the NBA you know, Conference Finals are always great. And I'm hoping yeah, they're a little bit more competitive than what we saw uh, in – in the uh, in the the semifinals of the conference finals, uh, they were they were not fun. They were ugly. Um, Matt Patricia Ryan's in the news. Um, what are yep. your thoughts on this? Obviously, you wonder. I mean, how does this elude the Detroit Lions? I mean, I will say this, and I think I don't know who it was. There was someone on TV. They made the point of you know, keep in mind. I mean, when when you're making coaching changes, I mean, you got to do it quick sometimes, just because you know. A lot of these guys, people want to interview, and the Super Bowls is going on generally. And you know, a lot of the time, um, you know, the, the team that you know people want, you know, or coach people want, they're in the Super Bowl and the playoffs. How do you not see this though? I mean, you got to be, you got to be able to do some due diligence and find stuff out like this. What happened here? I mean, the only thing I know is when I, uh, when, I uh, when I get jobs, when I, get when, jobs I uh, uh, when I've gotten any right. job in my life with the exception of, you know, my first job in high school, which was a joke, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm, my employers are doing background checks. They're, you know, they're doing that kind of stuff on me. On me, Ryan Zemigo, who is not anything special in the grand realm of the workplace. Matt Patricia, who is the head coach of one of the 32 teams in the NFL now, this doesn't get found out. This doesn't get brought up. The fact that it has to get leaked out by a story by the national media is it makes me scratch my head. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And, and look, I know it was 22 years ago, but still, I mean, um, it, it, it's kind of perplexing. But uh, I mean, what what are your thoughts? I mean, is this is this is this inexcusable by the Lions, or is this just? I mean, I mean it's just. I think it kind of is, yeah. I mean, you, you should be able to find stuff like this out. But again, I mean, keep in mind, you don't. I mean, when you're, let's say, when you're dealing with the NFL draft, you have many weeks, many months to to really track down and find out anything you can about people. You know, you can ask them questions. Yeah. I mean, it, it, here's my issue with the NFL. Okay, stuff like this pisses me off because you make it a point to embarrass these young kids, asking them if their mother's a hooker or are they homosexual or. How would they right. kill people if they had the opportunity? Yet you can't find out shit like this. All the due diligence you have, supposedly, and all the effort you go through to embarrass these kids, you can't find out this guy might have did something uh, that he shouldn't have. And I know – listen, Ryan, I, and I know he can try to – in a way, he seemed like kind of 
he came off to me in his interview, like that he did the press conference. He came off to me that he was pissed off that he had to address this. Yeah. Yeah. And and my dick. He is. And and listen, there are people that make shit up uh, crime wise, as far as they, you know, they'll make false statements and shit like that. But at the end of the day, it's pretty rare where you'll get a chick that will pick somebody out of a hat. Listen, let me ask you a question. Out of the NFL, and you were going to make something up, would you really pick him out of a, a hat? Seriously? I mean, he's like I'm right. he's kind of yep. I mean, And look, it doesn't excuse it. It was – he kept going. It, it happened when I – it was 22 years ago. That doesn't mean it's any less big a deal. I mean, so if, if I kill someone 25 years ago, does it make it any less bad? I mean, it, it, it's – he seemed like he was pissed off. The only difference – I think – I think he's just trying to make the point that he's nowhere near the same type of person that he was 22 years ago, which I totally can understand. I mean, sure, if I'm, sure. I mean, I mean, if I, you know, if you're, you know, if you did something when you're 20 years old, 19 years old, and you don't get a job because of it when you're 30, like, you know, a bar, you know, besides the fact that it, it, if it was murder or something like that, obviously, but I mean, I don't know. I just um, I, I kind of see where he's coming from in that aspect, but I definitely do not condone it. I don't want it to sound like that's what I'm saying. I definitely do not condone it by any means. And, and keep keep in mind, the woman that is supposed to be involved basically said that she didn't she didn't basically comply and, and testify because she didn't feel that he could handle a trial, which means that you know maybe mentally he doesn't know how to handle situations like this. I don't know. Uh, according to the uh, affidavit, um, allegedly Patricia and his football friend sexually assaulted her in a hotel room during a spring break. She changed her mind about testifying. Um, but, yeah, it, it's an interesting story. We'll see what happens. Obviously, he came across that he was pissed off that he had to talk about this. Uh, let's get the phone lines. Uh, give a call if you want to chat, 917-889-3290. Uh, caller, what's up? Big man, Jaybird. Hey, what's up, Jaybird? <laughs> hey, doing, man? Good. What's up? I've been listening for yeah, same old stuff. Uh, I just wanted to listen. I just tuned in about two minutes ago, so I haven't heard any of your shows. So I apologize, but I wanted to see what your take was on the. Listen, I know the Sixers lost the game. They didn't deserve to win the game, especially when they didn't blew the game. But you know all the what I'm seeing about how the rest blew the call and beat and the travel and things like that. Where your take was on the end of the game? Well, look, I, I thought the execution was pretty poor as always. I mean, the Dario Sarge play. I'm not sure what that was. I, I don't know. Again, I know he played he played well last night, but um, he's and the problem, Jay Bird, that this team has is they don't have a guy to take the game over at, at, at the end, and that's the unfortunate part about this team. Embiid's a good player. Ben Simmons is a good player. But you look at Embiid, 0-8 when, when trying to decide a game late in the game. He, he just doesn't hit the shots. Um, I thought it was a foul, but I also thought it was a play he should have made. Uh, it was basically a layup. Um, were they playing physical last night? Yes. Uh, but with the way NBA refs call fouls, I thought it was a foul. I got to tell you, though, I wasn't confident in him going to the line. I mean, he had missed, like, four free throws in the game. I wasn't confident. Um, but both plays were brutal. Uh, Brett Brown, I've said it time and time again, was outcoached hideously in this game and in this series. Uh, I would move on from Brett Brown. I don't think he's capable of handling this team. Uh, I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he really has any idea what he's doing half the time. 
Um, they won't do it. I think they should. Um, I think it's time to cut ties with him. Um, I know people say it's only been one year, Jeff, but listen, I mean, he was incredibly outcoached. I don't think you're going to get any better. I mean, he's is who he is at this point. Um, and I don't know how well he relates to this team. He seems to be a little bit um, kind of, and I don't know how much you've heard him talk. And, and Ryan, maybe you can comment. I We don't see much of Brett Brown. He, he kind of talks after the games. That's mu- pretty much it. But he comes across to me as fairly, um, you know, like he doesn't really want to talk to people. It doesn't seem like he knows much about anything outside of basketball, it seems like. Like, is he even married? Does he have a family? Um, I, I don't seem to really know anything about it. It's, it's very I, odd. I, I don't know. I think uh, as far as the, the team goes, uh, I, I personally, I think the team loves Brett Brown. And, I mean, if you follow along yeah, with any, any of the, their social media accounts, I mean, they show a lot of in-the-locker-room kind of stuff where the players are, are – are, they love Brett Brown. I mean, they're splashing water on them. They're having them ring that stupid, dorky little bell that they ring after every win. Um, so, I mean, like, they, they – I, I think they like him. It, look, it seems like they like him, unless it's just an act for social media. I don't know. But um, I, I think you're a little too harsh on Brett, to be honest with you. I mean, perfect example, that last, that last play last night, okay, the, the baseball pass down, down the court by Ben Simmons. The normal basketball fan sees that and says, what the hell is he doing? You shouldn't be doing a basketball. Like, you should try to inbound the ball and take a shot. If you look, you know, if you, if you look Robert Covington doesn't set the correct pick or get a piece of the defender with Reddick yeah. crossing him, thereby there's nowhere for Simmons to go with the ball, so he has to throw the ball down court. It's the little thing, the execution, that's not being done by the Sixers. Right, you no, could have gotten a foul there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you could have got. I mean, you could have gotten a foul there in the play. But if they do call it traveling, and there's one and a half seconds left on the clock, which would have been, but, where but are they going to run from the sideline? They had, but Jaybird, here's another. Here's another problem you had. You had Andy Reid at the, at coach last night. No timeouts. <laughs> what a surprise! And, and that was that's another issue. You could have extended it, put the ball in the half court. You would have had three and a half seconds. That's more than enough time. More than enough time. This has been a problem with them. And, and you know the blowing the leads. That's what I have a problem with. That doesn't happen five or six times throughout the season, Ryan. Um, I get you. I, I get what you're saying. Maybe it seems like they like him. We don't really know. They're very cryptic on what goes on inside that locker room. We have no idea what's wrong with uh, Ben Simmons or uh, Marco Fultz, and they don't even make it a point to, to even explain it. It's a slap in the face. Why is he not on the court? I, I, we want to know. And if it is, well, he has you know he has issues. That's that's fine. Get him help and let's move on. Um, but it, it's irritating because I thought this team had the ability to to beat. You know anyone really in the East? There was no one overly, you know, great. Um, th- this was your shot, and and you weren't able to do it. Uh, next year, they there's zero beat, but, excuses. But they weren't going to beat it. They weren't going to win the finals. You're, so I mean, and you're Jeff, right. You and I have, you're right. And but, you and I have talked about this at length. At, we're at the point in our lives where, I mean, if a team's not going to win the championship, I don't really give a fuck if they get there. You're right. To the but, finals but or this not. Team, but 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 it would have been very cool and very you know av- obviously a great start. To winning the East, and it was possible. That's what I'm saying more along the lines of how it was a waste to me because it's it it's you make you know the playoffs and you you don't win anything. But listen, Jaybird, great call. I'm glad you got where are you, Jaybird. Where are you from, man? I see six one zero. Where are you 
Where are you from? Delaware County. Delaware County. Oh, are you? Oh, right. no shit. Where oh, are you? Yeah. Right outside. I'm in media, right outside of Philly. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know you're not far yeah. at all. Yeah, you're not far at all. No, no. Right off, uh, what are you, by the Blue Route? Yep, yep, probably about 10 minutes. Oh, cool. Very good. Yeah, I um, I used to go through Springfield, media, all them places. Sometimes they take the scenic <laughs> route. I go down through Upper Darby and into West Philly. But, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know, sure, I know it well. Good stuff, Jay Bird. Yeah, don't be a stranger, man. Cool. No, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Take care, guys. See you, brother. Take it you easy. Too, man. Uh, um, we'll keep it moving here. We got uh, plenty of calls here. Uh, 917-889-3290. Um, so, Ryan, quickly before we get to the next call, uh, you have your choice right now. Is there anyone on the chopping block – or not chopping block, the, the open board right now. Is there anyone you would want as the coach of the Sixers that is better than Brett Brown? Well, I mean, I think there's, I think there's people that I would want, uh, but is the question is, are there realistic options that would come in here and be, you know, leaps and bounds better than Brett Brown? I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I think there's a couple people. I'll get to them in a little bit. We'll, uh, we'll keep the phones moving here. Um, give us a call again, 917-889-3290 if you're around. Uh, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to Dean and Dean and Tom's river. Dean, what's up? Hey, BMOC. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. I just had a, a little kind of a curious question for you. Uh, I, I noticed that, uh, throughout the college basketball season, you usually, would basically uh, get that, you know, move on, say, one play a day. I, I know you'd have some days when you'd maybe go two two or three or so. Uh, I was just curious, with, with the way you uh, wager on baseball, do you take that same approach or do you, you know, deviate uh, from that? No, I, I, I pretty much stick with, with – the same way i'm not really i i don't think you can win with big volume i just don't i don't see the winning approach there i mean it's hard to hit one game let alone nine uh, i've never really done that you know Dottie wright said it's my my best friend in this business as far as sports betting and him and i are both are the same way i mean we look to win one or two units a night and move on um it, it's very difficult to attack and win you know nine games ten games you know it, it's hard to do that um i don't do it it doesn't Soccer, I'm a little bit more uh, frequented as far as the plays that I'm making. You know, I'll, you know, on Saturday there there are several leagues, and you got to kind of, um, you got to kind of give out a couple. But yeah, I mean, I think the most I'll make in a day is like four or five. I would never give out nine or ten games. Yeah, I I, I did notice when you uh, tweet out your uh, soccer that you know you did sometimes you do have uh, you know quite a few uh, you know listed. Uh, you, know, you know the plays that you'd be getting, uh, that you'd be uh, wagering on, uh, you know, compared to the way you, you know, I know I, I saw that you were a low volume player as far as the college basketball went, but I guess overall that's the way you approach it with low volume. Then. I think I think that's how you have to approach it. It's very difficult to to win consistently giving out that many plays. I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean. If, if you give out seven plays to make money, you have to you have to win you know four or five. I mean that's right. hard to do. Right. 
If I give out yeah. one play, I can put all my time into the one play and really feel confident in it. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, I see what you mean. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. I, I had a, another question. Somewhere along the line, uh, I thought you mentioned that you also uh, wager on WNBA. Am I correct or in, in assuming that? do i do um i'm obviously you know the season just started it, it's it's kind of very new but yeah i mean in like july june july yeah i i definitely bet on NBA, WNBA. yeah oh okay that's i mean it's really that's... just the pre the preseason is kind of finishing up right now but yeah once it gets going yeah i mean i'll be i'll be in on it yeah that's uh that's good to know because i thought yeah i thought i, I yeah. I recalled you talking about that at one point, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's for uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, uh, thanks for taking the call, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. Okay, Dean. Take it easy. Okay. See you later. Take care, man. Right. Yep. Um, we'll keep it moving here, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of Dean's voice? Pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Very, very, very deep voice. Um, uh, I don't imagine Dean is 5'3", 120 pounds, I'll tell you that. I don't know. I've never seen him, but I, I would probably imagine he wouldn't be either. Um, very, very deep voice. Keep moving here. Uh, Johnny Cash, go ahead. What's up, guys? How you doing, Ryan? How you doing, dude? What's up, buddy? Good. Yeah, I think Dean, Dean smokes a lot of bong rips. That's why his voice is like that, so I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I know. Um, anyways, a good show this morning. Uh, on you're a busy man. You're going with Donnie right side, and then you got your soccer premiere. Um, I think uh, I think once in a while you, should, you guys should uh, you should have a little guest speakers from from your soccer crew, and then uh, Donnie on once in a while. That'd be cool to to hear at night. Um, they're just interesting people. Donnie has uh, obviously, you know, wife and, and, and a kid. And, you know, uh, remember, I mean, all the soccer people, they're overseas. So they're about five or six hours ahead of us. So they're they're It's all very late there. So um, it's tough to, to kind of be on the same page at, at night. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll keep opening up and bring people on. You bring on Ryan and, you know, keep trying to bring other people on. Yeah, um, Natalie is uh, I, she is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think she's pretty knowledgeable in her soccer. I'm pretty impressed. I'm still trying oh, to get all the lingo. Like you guys, you guys are like way too over my head sometimes with uh, with some of the uh, the lingo you guys have for soccer. But I'm I'm trying to yeah. get there. Um, uh, no, my uh, question, no. yeah, yeah. My my question is, um, what uh, what are, what are your thoughts on the the World Cup? Um, who are your uh, who are your favorites and your dark horse um, going with that? Uh, has to be United States, oh. right, Jeff? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're they're tops on the list. Them and Italy, they're tops on the list. Um, no, I, as you know, they're not in the, the World Cup. Um, I haven't solidified everything yet, but I am also already on. I, I do a Brazil. I've already bet them. I took them at seven to one a while ago. Uh, I'm on Egypt. I like Egypt as a dark horse. I'm very high on them. I think they're going to win a, a few games uh, in this, and I think they're going to move on in their group. Um, you can get them at a huge prices right now, Egypt. Uh, keep in mind they have one of the best players in the world. I mean, a $100 bet's going to bring you back 15 k if they win. So um, that's, a, that's a really big long shot. 
Uh, I think the kind of the main ones people will be on Spain. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in on that. Portugal, no. Uh, Argentina, maybe. They have so many great players, and they're getting them around ten to one. They have the best player in the world as well. Uh, Croatia's a good dark horse. Belgium, um, a really deep long shot would be obviously Egypt or I don't know maybe Nigeria, someone like that. Uh, but you know, your big, your normal teams, you know, your USA's, your Italy's, the teams that we're used to seeing, you don't see here. But um, it should be a fun, uh, fun World Cup. Obviously, Germany's in there, and um, I'm big on Brazil. I think I think they're the best time. Awesome. My my roommate's Brazilian, so he's a uh, he bleeds uh, Brazil. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like to see them so far. No, sure. I think, and I think um, they will. And uh, and on the uh, Premier League, uh, I was listening in the car. I didn't really get a chance to listen, but you had your best your best uh, play. I'm I'm gonna listen again. But uh, can you go over that again for the weekend? You, you had uh, you had a pretty strong play that you were mentioning earlier today um, for uh, uh, for the weekend talking. Well, I like uh, I like Tottenham minus one point five a lot, and I like. Uh, this is actually an interesting one. I'll kind of explain it a bit also. Uh, Ron, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, now, it's the last week of Premier League. This is the last game of the season. And in Premier League, you have obviously promotion and relegation, and there's a team named Huddersfield. And the fact that they actually were able to stay up is quite amazing. They're a small team. Um, no one expected them to stay up. They don't have a lot of great players. But they found a way to stay up. They won yesterday. Actually, they didn't lose. Uh, and they, they, they had a nice, um, you know, successful season, and they stayed up. Now, for them, everyone was surprised by it. So last night, they were in London for the game that they had against Chelsea. They decided to stay in London. They partied hard. And I mean hard. They stayed out till 5 a.m. They smoked cigarettes. They had sex. They did all sorts of stuff that you do when you party. Now, obviously, that's fine with us. <laughs> Most of us do that every night, but these are soccer players that have to play a game on Sunday. It's the last game of the season. You have to travel back up to Huddersfield. Now, basically, Huddersfield is up in northern England. London's obviously more southern, so it's a long bus ride. You're drunk. You're hungover. Um, That takes a lot out of you. That really will push you as an athlete. You can't be smoking cigarettes. You can't be having a ton of sex. Um, You have to obviously stay fit, and you're playing Arsenal. You're at home. You've already clinched. If you're Huddersfield, you can't win anything more. You're already staying up. You're not going to lose. Um, and Arsenal comes in. It's their manager's last game. He's been the coach for 22 seasons. They haven't gotten a point on the road all year. This is a big time game for Arsenal. I think they bang Huddersfield here. I think they win big. I'm going to lay one and a half goals at plus 140. I think they crush them. Nice. All right. Um, last question on, um, as you know, I'm in DC, so so this uh, this town is pretty excited about the Caps. What uh, what do you think about Caps winning uh, winning this series? Um, what do you think, Brian? You're the hockey the Caps? guy. I, I mean, it should be fantastic. I mean, I think it's going to be. I, I mean, it, this is going to be a fantastic a fantastic season. I mean, or series, excuse me. Um, I mean, the, the Caps, I mean, first conference uh, final in 20 years. Um, Lightning, they're, they're no stranger. This is the third time in four years for, for the Lightning. Um, I mean, I mean you, have to, you have to ask yourself, like, what's, 
what's the deciding factor in, in this series? Is is are you going to go with the experience of the Lightning, who have been here recently, uh, they, they've been a top team for some time now, have experience, or are you going to go with uh, the motivation and the hunger of Washington? Um, like I said earlier in the show, I have a slight lean to um, to Tampa. I like their goaltending a little bit better, and I also like um, their experience a little better. Washington just uh, – Jeff, you'll, you'll, you'll understand this. Washington reminds me of – I'm going to cross sports here, but bear with me. Washington reminds me of the Eagles in 2004 when they finally won the NFC Championship game. That was their Super Bowl. Like, that was it. Like, they, when they went to the Super Bowl, like, they weren't going to beat the Patriots. They, them getting over the hump and getting to the Super Bowl after losing the previous three to conference championships, that was their Super Bowl. I think that's kind of the same thing with Washington. They finally got over the hump. They finally get to the conference uh, finals. They finally beat Pittsburgh. I'm, I, I, I'm just not so sure how they get up for this series again um, after that emotionally draining uh, series against uh, against Pittsburgh. So I lean – Eileen, uh, Tampa, but um, I'll tell you what, uh, I think it could be a really fun series. You think it's going to be a high-scoring series? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I, – yeah, yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, yep, I won't even mince words. I think it will be, yep. Awesome. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you again, big man. Okay, John, see you later, buddy. Take care, bud. Um, now, Ryan, um, I'm going to kind of go off the beaten path here a little bit, and I see we have a couple callers. I'll get to you guys in one second. I just really wanted to hit this story because I think most of us don't care, but I find this kind of stuff to be interesting. Okay, Ryan, obviously, you know, the royal wedding, it's happening. Um, you know, Prince yep. uh, Prince um, Harry's Harry. getting married to Meghan Markle, and, you know, obviously yep. they're, they're going over to, to London. She's you know, obviously lives there now. And, you know, obviously when you get married, your family has to come, right? So I read a story recently about Meghan Markle's father. And I don't know if you know anything about this guy, but it's fascinating the kind of guy he is. He's like this, just a, you know, like if I showed you a picture of him, you'd be like, okay, he's just a random, like 73-year-old guy. So basically someone, I guess, followed him, like, as he prepares to come to London and they found him. He, he lives in Mexico, Rosarito, Mexico. He lives in a secluded home. Uh, And late Wednesday night, he basically made his trek into the United States to get on a plane and and go over. So they found him at a convenience store close to his home near the border of San Isidro. I checked in after stopping there and getting a case of Heineken and gas X, which relieves gas and bloating. Uh, he yep. got a, a can of a couple cans of beer. Went to a seventy dollars night hotel in San Diego, and then went to a Seven Eleven and stocked up on more goodies. Um, basically, he'll get on a plane, he'll go over. He doesn't give a flying fuck who she's marrying. He go home and go back to just living in seclusion. It's quite interesting, like how all these, like, kind of how people work, like you know his daughter's like a really famous now and he's just like a regular, like, you know, yep. regular dude. Like if you saw a picture, I'll have to send you the picture. He, he's just like a random guy. Like it's kind of interesting. It's, 
No, that's very interesting. Um, it's funny. I, I feel like my grandfather would be the exact same run. Like if I was yeah. extremely famous, it'd be if, like that too. If I was, yeah. if I was extremely famous and you know a multimillionaire and this and that, my grandfather would be extremely happy. But I would still be his grandson. I would still be the Ryan he knew his whole life, and I don't think it would change anything about a relationship or he wouldn't, you know, treat me differently. That's, and I think that really reiterates the generation there. Cause obviously yeah. he's 70 years old. My grandfather is, I think 82, I want to say maybe a little older. Um, so, I mean, that's just, the, that's the way they are. That's the way they are. That kind of shit's not, not important to them. Yeah, but it's like you look at one family, they're like the kings of being in the spotlight, and you look at the other guy, he's just a regular yep. guy. My dad would be the same way. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, if you want to call in, 917-889-3290. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up? B-Mock and Ryan, what's going on? It's day two, Foles Believer. How y'all doing tonight? What's up, man? What's up? Oh, man. Dude, I'm, I'm stoked. Me and Flesh are going to grab a drink tomorrow night. I'm pretty pumped to uh, to to meet up with him, but man, am I! First off, uh, let's start with uh, with your Ryan, your hockey take. I couldn't that couldn't be more spot on. The Caps finally they're through, you know, through the Penguins, right? They they made it. It's their super. That was their Super Bowl. Ovi can go home happy, right? I don't see them. I don't see them winning. I see Tampa Bay advancing. I think the Knights will also advance. But I got to tell you, man, Bmock, for all the slander you post on your on your TL, man, I'm with you. Covington has to go, Rep Brown has to go, and I'll drive. I will drive both Brett Brown and Sarge to the airport to wherever. Or sorry, uh, Brett Brown and Covington to the airport for their next destination because they need to get the hell out of this city. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. How do you lose? You lose. Game one was obviously the Celtics. You lose game two and three and five by a total combined combined points, ten. Ten points you lost those three games by. How, how can't you close a game out, man? No, I mean, it was something they struggled with all season. And listen, if I'm the Sixers, and this is really going to be about how you approach free agency. If your number one goal is to get LeBron James, which i got to be honest, I think deep down – they're going to do jack shit in free agency. I think they're going to think these two are the best options. They're going to be superstars. They'll get you know a decent draft pick, and they'll they'll find that that's okay. If they're going to do that, I would do whatever I can to throw the book at Jay Wright and say, "Listen, we've tried this before. You weren't interested. Let's try it now. We'll give you what you want. You can stay in Philadelphia. You can teach these young kids. It's not much different than college already. You don't have to move." They'll be the guy. We're very, you know, obviously if you know the ownership of Philadelphia, they're fairly, um, you know, out of the picture. They don't bother anyone. Um, if, if you're going to do that, I would bring Jay Wright in. I would do whatever you can to bring Jay Wright in. If you're not. Do you, do you really see Jay Wright, though, leaving Villanova after all the well, stuff that he said publicly, well, though? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, why wouldn't he? I mean, you can only stay one place, I feel, for so long. And I don't think he'll ever go anywhere else. But I think the Sixers would be the right fit. I mean, he wouldn't have to leave. 
he's coaching young people already. It's not like these are like like if he had LeBron there, I don't think he'd come just because I don't think you know he would want to deal with. I tweeted at you today. Said the same thing, man. Yeah, I think I think if LeBron if LeBron comes to Philly, it doesn't matter if it's me, you, or Ryan coaching that basketball team. No, right. You have LeBron James. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, that that's why. Like, that's another thing. Like, I really would like if if I could pick who I want the coach to be. If it's not Jay Wright, I would pick David Blatt. I think David Blatt is a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think people. Yeah. I don't think people give David Blatt any credit. Uh, David Blatt is a really good coach overseas. David Blatt was a good coach in Cleveland. He just didn't want to kiss anyone's ass and accept that. Right. No, he was, wanted to be a hands-on coach. He took him to the finals. I thought he got a raw deal. Um, but we'll see. They're not yeah. going to fire Brett Brown, so we don't have to worry about it. But you know what I mean, right? Well, I mean, like, and like I was saying, if it, it, I I totally agree with you. If it's if if LeBron if Brett stays, if LeBron comes, I know they're not going to fire him, but he's on a short leash, man. Come come next season, like if we start off on a bad a bad streak, he I, I think he'll he's on the hot seat, and I, I would love David Blatt in a in a Sixer current form, like you said, right? Current form, but I would with a Kawhi or Paul George and David Blatt, like. That would be a good squad, dude. That would be a, a solid from coach, you know, from coach to player. That'd be a good, good team for us. Well, and you, you also what you need to do is obviously getting LeBron would be great and everything, and, and any of those guys. But if you don't get him, you have to be able to go out and address the wing defender position because uh, you, you have you have guys that are not. That a guy that's a bit bigger that can defend can guard. You know, obviously the little guys. You know, a guy like Mikael Bridges, Miles Bridges, Kevin Knox, those kind of guys. Out of dude, I mean, I've been, I've been uh, looking at, I've been looking at some of the the, the mock drafts here, right? Colin Sexton would be a great wow. fit. I feel like you don't like him. You have, you have a point guard. You don't need a point guard. You have bigger needs right now. You need to go out and get a wing defender. If you have to try to find a way. Well, I'm saying in the draft. I'm not talking about us going out on free agency. Hell yeah, we need no, a no. defender. We need. No, I'm saying in the draft. You need. To, I would go out and get Bridges. Wow. I think he's the best. I think he's the best fit for this team, as far as what now, they need. Now, if you do that, he, B-Mock, if if we get if we get Bridges, I could see Jay Wright coming to play with one to coach one of his guys. I could see that. that. Be, you yeah, could spin I mean, that story to me. You could no, spin sure. that story to me, and I'd buy it. Now, Ryan, I'd let buy me ask you. I mean, you have to agree that. You know, for Jay Wright, it'd be – I don't know I don't know how he would be – they're going to offer you a ton of money and you can stay in the same town. You can still make sure Villanova's okay. You know, put – I mean, I understand why he wouldn't say yes. I, I don't think he would say yes, to be honest. Why? I mean, if, why? If he – why would – why would – why would you leave? Like, why would you leave right. Villanova? Because you're going to get I mean, the, yeah. you started there. You you built the program up from the bottom all the way to where it is now. Well, you are a perennial powerhouse. You're getting star recruit after star recruit now. You but you're not doing that. Two though. national You're not doing that. You're not getting star recruits, not. though. You, they don't get five star recruits ever. They get no, three they and get, four stars. No, they get the four-year guys. Yeah, That's right. fine. They get the four-year guys. And, 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 he's, and he's winning with it. So, I, I get as long that, as he's winning and having my, success – but don't you want to challenge? challenge? You, have to, you have to understand too. Some some guys, some guys don't 
want to go to the NBA. Some guys don't want to go to the NFL. Some guys like no, being I get that. in college. That's why you I have some of those guys. So that's why you I got a, a, I got a personal story to tell to tell you guys. So a good family friend of mine. If you ever watch Villanova basketball games, there's a priest or I'm sorry, a deacon that they cat. I don't know what it is. I'm not yeah, super Father, religious, but they uh, Father Rob Hagen. Father, what's his name? Rob Hagen. Yeah, Father Bob. Rob Hagen yeah. is his name. Yeah, so that dude is a family friend of mine. He bring, he invites my family to a uh, uh, Christmas Eve mass in at Villanova, and Jay Wright is there every year, right? And so right, I'm in the, right. this room. He's talking about how much he loves the university, how it's his wife's alma mater. It's a team that he grew up, you know, rooting for. I just don't see him ever leave. Like, I don't even think it's a settling thing, which you guys, you know, a lot of guys do, right? They don't want to leave college. They want to stay there. It's comfortable. I don't think it's a settling thing. I just think that for him, his personal standard is just, hey, I'm here. I've done this. I want to stay here and see this through. I just don't see him ever leaving, man. I don't see I get, it. I don't I, see I, it. But, but day two, listen, I get what you're saying. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree at all. But you're, you're really not leaving. You're not. It's not like you're, you're going to Iowa. You're literally going to the NBA team in your city, you're, you're, which mm. you're rooted for. You have a connection to. I mean, you want to at one point, don't Is that what you want to do, Jeff? <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I'm saying – no, I'm not saying that. You're missing the point. I'm not saying – of course she's not going to do that. But I, I don't – at what point do you just accept, like, you've won enough? Like, I'm going to go to another challenge. You know, I'm going to get yeah. paid way more money. And I'm going to be able to coach young kids. It's not much different than what I'm already doing. I mean, at some point you got to do something different, don't you? But um, yeah. we'll see. Hey, you guys rock, man. Bmock, I'm going to tweet at you when I'm with Fletch tomorrow night. Ryan, it's always good with your commentary, man. I like the uh, your 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 perspective, man. And I appreciate y'all taking my call. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's good you got it. Good you got a hold of Blackjack. I can't even get a hold of him. He he doesn't Dude, respond to me. Dude, you just got to slide in his DMs like, a, like, a, like an unfavorable woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, by the way, before you go, day two, yeah. Ryan, before you go, before we, we move on, take a guess how much Jay Wright made last year at Villanova. Two mil. Sure. 2.5. Two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you realize and, and, the NBA. And his NBA contract would be, yeah. Four or five times as much. Of that. I got you. I just don't I mean, think dollars and signs dollar signs matter to that dude. Just when you meet him, like I've had, mo- I've had a few Christmas Eves with the dude. I'm not saying we've had beers, but like his, he just doesn't seem like that dude. He's like, hey, I'm. Co-. You ever meet guys who are like, you know, and I'm the same way, right? If I make it to, if I'm, if I'm plus six figures, I'm pretty comfortable in life. Like he's got two and a half million coming every year, and he's got one of the most fun jobs in the country. He's on national TV. And he okay, I, I hear you, but put this into perspective, okay? Let's look at um, let, let's look at a high-end coach, and let's look at, like, a, an average coach. Brad Stevens, he makes um, almost $4 mil a year. Um, Steve Kerr, $5 million a year. Uh, yeah. Tom yeah. Thibodeau makes $8 million a year. That's insane. That contract is insane. I can't believe that. But I, I mean, mean, even I like the, the worst truth, coach, but... like D- Dave Georger, or like people like that, he makes four million a year. Greg what Popovich. Is Kay- what is what does Casey make? Uh, Dwayne Casey makes uh, six million a year. That's ridiculous. 
Now, that's the reason, yeah, if I'm I mean, right, I'm looking at that and I'm like, hey, he's thinking $6 million. He's getting trashed by the same player every year. And I'm here. That would, that would motivate me. If I, I don't think right. he'd be out but of the, the question stuff. for the – I mean, Stan Van Gundy was making $7 million a year. I don't think he'd be out of the question to say, listen, we'll give you $8 million a year. That's four times what you make now. You get this great I team. Not, man. I hope you're yeah, right. Because I, hope, I hope you're right because the coach that I saw coaching this fucking team last night, sorry for cursing, I apologize. He doesn't you're deserve good. to be the head coach anymore, man. He doesn't deserve it. You can't lose that. You can't lose three games in a series, especially in one of them. You had a twenty-two point lead, and you what? And you, you know what's most frustrating? And you're going to tell me to calm down because I'm getting kind of animated, and I apologize in advance for it. But yeah, day two, you've been on forever. You got you got to get to your point here. Finish this quick. All right, here's the point. Here's the point. The yeah. the, the uh, after timeout possessions that Brad Stevens had versus the lack of timeouts that Brad that, that Brett Brown had in the series is just egregious. How do you no, not you I, gotta call timeouts when you when you're tossing up the fucking momentum like that? Like you just got you got to do that. You have to have the wherewithal to do that in that I agree. game. And he didn't. I agree. I agree. Hey, hey I'll listen, get off man. I'm let you get other callers, man. Hey, thanks, thanks so buddy. much for taking our call, pals. Yep. See you later. later. Uh, we'll keep it moving here, Ryan. Uh, oh, you know, I, I hope this call is the call I want because I got something to do. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up? What's going on, big man? Mac? Who's this? What's your name? Dog Willie from Minnesota. Oh, dog. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Good. I'm doing well. What's happening? Good. Hey, Ryan, you bring, bring great stuff to the show. I wanted to just give a shout-out to you first. But I just wanted to ask you guys if you saw Shaq and uh, Barkley. Arguments oh, yeah. about Dwayne Dwayne Casey repairing his no, uh, relationship that's with good, Hart, or that's with good the Rose. What do you guys think about that? I love when those two go at it. I think it's I think it's entertaining as hell. <laughs> I I love Shaq. He's always he's always one of my favorite athletes. So I I always I always like when he goes at it. And Barkley just kind of is funny. Uh, did you see that, Ryan? I, I unfortunately I heard about it. I didn't see it. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, they basically. They basically went at each other, and Charles said, like, what would you be without Kobe? And I, I don't know if you ever seen uh, Dog when they went at it one time, I think last year, and and uh, and, and Ch- uh, Shaq said something like, why don't you bring your fat ass over here, and we'll fight and stuff. And they, yep. yeah, they they go after each other. It's pretty entertaining. No, I like those two. I, I think they're hilarious. I do too. Uh, what, what do you think about the whole DeRozan and uh, Dwayne Casey thing? I, I missed it. Why did he? Why did he even bench him? Because he was playing bad. Uh, yeah, I, I just think he was playing at a, at a poor level. Um, I, I think was. that you know. Yeah, I, I think they're. I don't know if the uh, the relationship is, is severed there. I think Demar or uh, Dwayne Casey's on his way out. I think they're going to cut him at, loose. Um, but yeah, I mean they couldn't match the star power that Cleveland obviously had and. Yeah, there might be some bad blood between those two there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one name for the Sixers for what the next got? head coach, which you don't you don't want Dwayne Casey to get fired because he's probably going to be the next Raptors coach if that's the thing. Is Jerry Stackhouse? No, I've heard that name. Yeah, no, I mean he was a, he was a Sixer at one point. He's been uh, exactly. doing some good things down yeah. in uh, 
down in the DL. I just think those young the young guys it seems these days they they just relate better with people closer to their age. I I just think I think Stackhouse. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind though. I mean, is it another Jason Kidd? I mean, Jason Kidd. I heard he can relate to young guys. Blah blah blah. blah. Look at Tyron Lue and what a mess he is. I mean, um, yeah, I hear you though. I mean, it seems like all the sports the, the teams are going younger. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. I just uh, wanted to get you guys' opinions. Ryan, again, great stuff. Big man, always good. Thanks for the time. Thanks, dog. Take it easy. bro. By the way, um, dog, um, dog's from Minnesota, Ryan. Uh, uh, a great yeah, state. Yeah, good time for Yes, uh, I did want to play something for those fans, though, If uh, just to re- remind you. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field, and left. Marshall. Actually, this is more for the Saints fans, uh, actually. Um, we had Minnesota people on. This is more for Saints fans. I don't know if you guys remember this. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Nick. Stay oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No You remember how pathetic that was, Ryan? That that kid. The the best, real quick. The best part of that call is the color guy in the background when he goes, "Oh, he got loose." That's the best. That's the best. I'm gonna let me. Too. I didn't actually hear that. Let me play that again. Vikings oh at their God, own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Nick. Stay oh, my God. oh my God! 30. No What a great call! That was uh, it was that epic. Is. I remember watching that live when that happened. That was yep. uh, that was yep. amazing. Um, we got about a couple minutes to go here. We'll take uh, one last call. Uh, if you're out there, you want to give us a call. We got about five minutes here. Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety. Really, just uh, shooting the shit tonight. Talk a little Sixer basketball, NBA, NBA finals. Uh, we'll update some MLB scores here in a minute as well. Uh, go ahead. What's up, BMOC? Hey, Ryan. It's Julian. Hey, Julian. Hey, Julian. Uh, you're the one block number that comes up. You're lucky I uh, I even picked you because generally I don't answer those one 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 numbers. But I always I wonder know. if it's you or not. So, uh, what's up with you? How are you? Have you? How have you been? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for Pretty taking good. my call. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, just uh, was taking a look at the series prices in the NBA, and it seems. I was just wondering what you guys are thinking. It seems like everyone and their mothers on the Warriors, and they're only minus two hundred. Well, Ryan there... thinks that Houston. Ryan thinks Houston can win, and and listen, I don't. I don't think they can't win. I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't absolutely surprise me. It would be kind of amazing if they won, just because Golden State's so good. But he did make a good point. I mean, they're at home. Um, they obviously are, are really good for the three point line. Uh, they have plenty of great athletes that can run with those with the big boys. I just think Golden State has a bit more, but. Um, yeah, Ryan seems to think they can win. Yeah, you have any sure. lean on? Uh, you have any lean on the first game? Maybe like an under? Uh, no, I'm not looking to bet unders in the, that series. I mean, you know, both those teams no. are, 
you know, very up-tempo. We know they're very good offensively. Yeah, I'm just not, you know, I don't want to have to sit on my hands the whole night, you know? Yeah. All right, uh, just, I was looking at, um, have you taken a look at the NBA NFL team totals for, or win totals for next year? Uh, I can't say I have just because, I mean, it's still so early. I mean, we don't know if people get injured or not. I, I tend to, and I've said this before, I'm not a big fan of betting those just because you're, you're generally laying 110 prices or, or even laying numbers. And you know, you, you're waiting six, seven months to cash. I mean, it's just, it's not really worth yeah. it to me. I'd look for it futures and things like that. I have made a point though. If I do bet those, I wait just because there are certain books that will allow you to basically adjust the number. So let's say a team's at 10 and a half, they'll allow you to bet over 11 and a half at better prices. If you're really bullish on a team, you can wait and get, you know, and be able to manipulate the number and get a better price. You know, if I'm going to lay a, a future, on, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get like, you know, 1.7 to 1, 1.8 to 1, 2 to 1. Um, I'm not laying 110 on a win total. This is not. Is there a team Is there a team out there that uh, is your eye or something? There's a few that I am just initially thought were a bit off, but like uh, Big Man said, they're all, they're all like minus 121, minus 130. Sorry, what? What do you get? What yep. team? Give me two of the teams. I like. I like the Seahawks. I like the under, under eight. Um, so you're not, you're not a fan like, of, of, of what they're doing. You're not a fan of – you don't think that defense will, will bounce back. They did lose. I think the division is much improved, and I think they're they're a mess on offense. They don't have a yeah. running back. They haven't had a running back for, for a couple of years, and – Believe in Rashad Penny. It's all up. <laughs> it's all up to Wilson. Like he he has to do it all himself. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I I mean I I made it clear that towards the end of last year that I thought that the the Seahawks time was was coming to an end. The window was closing, and um, you know they lost Jimmy Graham, who gave them a, a lot of a lot of um, you know contributions last year, especially in the red zone. A handful of touchdowns last year. He's gone. Um, you know, he mentioned the, the lack of a running game and the defense is is not even, uh, you know, uh, it's a splitting image of what it used to be. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the under as well. That, that number, though, that eight, I mean, that's perfect. That's spot on. It is juice to the under. It's minus 130 on the book I'm looking at. Yeah, that's that's a shit price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another one was I was looking at the under at Oakland. It's also again juice to the under, under eight. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of them either. I I think they really bottled the draft. I, I thought they're I thought they had a horrible draft. I I think there were way too many chances they took, uh, too many risks. I mean, every pick they take they took was a risk, really. I mean. You know, even their 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 uh, off the you know off season acquisitions. You bring in Martavius Bryant. I mean, he has personnel issues or uh, uh, mental issues at times. Uh, Maurice Hurst, I mean, he has a heart issue. Arden Key had off-the-field problems. Azeem Victor had off-the-field problems. Um, you know, there's a lot of players here that have had, you know, issues in their off-the-field uh, career. I mean, yeah. plus, you know, do you trust Of course they're going to sign Derek Bryant, Bryant, though. He's the fastest receiver out there. 
Yeah, I mean, of course. get them in the slot. Yeah. Plus their schedules, their schedules a little difficult too. I I, I kind of like the under as well there, but again with the price, it makes it a little difficult to pull the trigger. Yeah. Really quick, uh, what did you think about the Colts draft? That's my team. Uh, I was really debating whether I wanted them to take Smith or I thought you can't go wrong with Nelson, but no, I mean, Ryan actually, um, you know, Ryan and I talked about that player quit Nelson and you know, Ryan, you, you said to me, you thought he was maybe the best player in the draft. I mean, he's an absolute freak athlete. I mean, uh, why don't you, you, know, you, why don't you tell him more about Quentin Nelson? You were a big fan of him, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. No, I was a big fan. I mean, I remember, what uh, I think it was the week of the draft or the week before the draft, uh, I came on and just chatted with you and Blackjack briefly about about the draft and um, said that he was, he was kind of my can't-miss prospect. I mean, especially for a Colts team that, look, you need to protect Andrew Luck. He's been hurt for so long now. It's imperative that you protect him. To get a, just an absolute – freak of nature and Quentin Nelson to really help solidify the offensive line. I thought it was a great pick. They didn't get fancy. They didn't overthink it. They said, look, we need offensive line help. This guy is a monster. We're taking him. And I, and I, and I love that. I love the pick. And I don't think that they're going to regret it. I think um, one pick also that, that I was a fan of, I mean, they made a couple good picks, but um, Naheem Hines running back out of NC state, um, he's incredibly fast. I mean, he, I think he runs like a four, three, five forty. I mean, he's really fast. He is a bit small, which is a bit of a concern. He's not a great receiver, but he's a great kind of maybe a, you know, a random upstart back, you know, kind of a, a scat back. He, he can return kicks and things like that. Um, he's definitely got home run potential. Very fast. Um, will definitely break, you know, something quick. He, he's got that touchdown ability. Um, I, I thought they had a pretty good draft. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously they're improving their, their linebacking core, which is important. Um, you know, they went out, got Malik Hooker last year. Um, I, I, they'll be better. Obviously you need to keep, you need to keep, uh, Andrew Luck healthy. Yeah, that's exciting. They haven't really had a running back for a while. I mean, they had a die for a couple of years, but, um, where do you see them in the division, assuming if Luck's 100%, do you see them right back in, at the top of the division, or are they still like a rebuilding team? No, no. The, the Texans, I get a, I think the Texans can win the Super Bowl this year. I like that team a lot. Um, that Jeez. might be crazy, but I really like the Texans. Um, I was I thinking about Des Bryant being a destination for the Texans, and that could really yeah. work out for them. See it. I mean, you know, they have two pretty good receivers. It is, but as we've talked about he needs to accept that he is not a number one receiver. I mean, he just has to accept it. Um, I like them though. I think they have a lot of things to be excited about. They have a pretty good run game. We saw what Deshaun Watson could do for you. Um, they have some great receivers. I think defensively they're coming back very good, coming back healthy. You bring back Watt. You, know, you bring back um, Clowney. You have a pretty good secondary. Um, I, I like them a lot. Um, as far as them, though, I mean, I think the Titans obviously are going to come back and be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's very dependent on Yeah, for sure. I do like the Texans a lot, too. It's a uh, very exciting team. Yeah, no, I think they're uh, awesome. I think they're awesome. Last thing I was looking at um, 
plus 200, will Lamar Jackson start a game in 2018? I think that's a lock, like close to a lock. That's a great number, I think. Like what do you think, Ron? Flacco. So you think he's going to get in? So you think he will play? I well, think I mean, it's just great value on the plus 200 for yeah. that. I mean, Flacco, when's the last time he yep. seems like he gets injured every year? Sure. And, I mean, you have to think, too. I mean, how short of a string do they have on Flacco? I mean, obviously, they would like Jackson to be able to sit all year and learn. Because, I mean, I I personally don't think he's ready to play right now either. But, um, yeah, I like the price. And um, I was actually really high on um, the same situation last year with uh, Deshaun Watson. I thought I thought he was going to start um, within the first four weeks of the season. Um, and he ended up starting the first, you know, made an appearance in the first game. So, um, I, yeah, I personally like that one, especially if Flacco can, can get bit by the injury bug again. Yeah, just uh, interesting. The rest of the rookie quarterbacks, they're all like minus 300, minus 400 to start. But, like, they're not playing well. I mean, why not give them a shot, you know? Yep, yep. Hmm. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, man. Appreciate no it. Thanks, uh, Thanks, Julian. Take it easy. All right, we'll go with one more call here. we got about seven minutes to go. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up? Hey, Jeff. It's uh, Josh from Ohio. Josh, what's up, man? Yeah, um, I, I, have to, I, I actually have a pick for uh, well, probably, I, I think, is probably the most underrated team that everybody seems to be forgetting and um as far as a, a total wins and loss uh, it's the Cleveland Browns uh, it, the uh, line is at like four and a half I I think it's great I think they're uh, gonna win a lot of games this year and uh, I think they're just loaded. Oh, what do you mean you, you think they're going to win a, several games? A, a, a lot of games? How many games do you think they're going to win? Give us a number. I mean, come on. I, 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 I believe that they probably at least go 9-7. and seven. That Matter of fact, what, they Josh? probably roll over Pittsburgh. You're, 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 you're not serious. <laughs> Nine games. They didn't, the, the, I'm telling you, they are loaded. First of all, they have the offensive coordinator from Josh. Pittsburgh. Okay, let me give you an example of something that happened to another team that uh, that this happened before. Uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, the Detroit Lions went the same route until they got Matthew Stafford. And then they got Matthew Stafford, and they started but, winning some games, please, and they started getting good. And I'm telling you that, that, that I see the Cleveland Browns getting into the same position. You can, only, you can only stay at the bottom for so long, period. Hugh Jackson's won one game over his last 37. And they don't have Matt well, Stafford, Josh. If if the if the Browns go from winning no games to winning nine games, it's the game, Josh. I, maybe five, I, but nine? I mean, you think they're going to make the that's playoffs? Just, that's just yeah. I, I really believe that they're good, and I also believe Hugh Jackson will be fired. It's uh, he'll be fired or he'll uh, do great. Either way, you know he. Some changes are are happening. 
So you think they they're going to win nine games team. and then fire their coach? Yeah. Listen, either either that they fire the coach or uh, they win nine games. I'm telling you that uh, basically what I'm saying is that at least going over four and a half is like that. That's a done deal. That's the easiest bet on the board. I don't that's think that, Josh. You. I think you're I think you're overvaluing what they 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 had a terrible draft, Josh. I mean, they didn't. They didn't really address any need that they had. They got the number one quarterback. No, they also that doesn't, have Tyrod Taylor to that back them up. They also have Baker, a good running back and Nick Chubb from Georgia. So yeah, but I mean, Josh, here's here's what you're missing, Josh. Nick Chubb is a number one back. So is Carlos Hyde. He doesn't fit with this team. They should have went out and took Sony Michelle or Darius guys. Nick Chubb is a first down back. They already have a first down back. Austin Corbett is a guard. He doesn't play tackle. You need a tackle. Antonio Callaway is a seven-time offender criminally. Baker Mayfield is not the best quarterback in this draft. And if you think he is, you're, you're, you've got to stop and smoking have, drugs. Have you, looked, have you looked at their schedule? I mean, it's I mean, very I'm difficult. You a serious, have you asked, I'm asking you a serious question. Have you looked at their schedule and, and picked out nine wins? Or are you just shooting that nine-win number out there? Um, uh, well, I, I see, uh, honestly, that they could uh, beat actually, – I actually think they could beat their division. So that that's uh, like over half the, the way there, man. Josh, you, you listen, you're a, you're a nice guy. You've called in and said some crazy things on the chat show, but this is one of the craziest, I have to admit. I mean, Josh, they didn't win a game last year. They're going to win nine this year. That's a lot of games, Josh. I don't know if they're that much better. There's a regression to the means. Uh, they have to they have to win. I'm telling you, they're loaded. Everybody. No, they don't. But it's they don't like have to win. They don't ever and win. And the rest of the public is uh, totally ignoring the Cleveland Browns right now. I'm and not ignoring them. Go- I'm not ignoring them. They're, they're going as underdogs at the point. Josh, they're losers. Cleveland's a laughing stock. We know it. You know it. It's time to stop you being delusional here. Come on, Josh. You're smarter than this. So, because they got Todd Haley, I heard you mention that. Who cares? Todd Haley's a hack. He doesn't even know how to call plays, Josh. And they don't have a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor's a bum. I mean, you know the last on, time, Josh? you know the last time, the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, Josh. You know who their starting quarterback was? Well, I'll tell you, Kelly Holcomb. It's been that long, <laughs> been that long. So, I mean, you say they have to win? No, they don't. And what year was that? Terrible. Two thousand two. Wow, they have, sixteen they have, years. They man. have, they have exactly, and you know. Uh, I mean, Josh, when you have a losing organization, I mean, no offense. I mean, the, your team did make the World Series last year. I mean, you're, you have LeBron James. I mean, I don't really feel too sorry for Cleveland fans, frankly. Uh, well, it, it, you're not going to be feeling it too sorry. <laughs> All right, listen, for Josh. Long, when they call, when changing, they win nine man. games. When they win nine games, cause, but it's not going to happen. Listen, Josh, we got about a minute to go. I got to let you go, but we'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. Thanks, Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh is putting back a little of Grandpa's old, doing a little booze in tonight. I think. Um, 
Ryan, we're going to wrap it up here. We've got about a minute to go. Uh, fun show. Yeah. Thanks to all the callers for calling in and making it fun tonight. Uh, we kind of just went off the top of our head and just had some fun. Uh, it was a great show. Had a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do it next week. Uh, Blackjack will return, I'd imagine. I'm sure we'll talk to Ryan again real soon. Ryan, thanks for uh, coming on, man. No problem, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, that's a wrap, people. We'll be back next week. We're not on over the weekend. Uh, might be on Sunday night. We'll see. Uh, most likely we'll be back Monday evening here on Viva La Vegas. Everyone have a great night. Bye-bye. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. 